The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the fifth chapter. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. At this time, I invite the young and the young at heart forward for a special message.
got a routine she knows that as soon as it's over head to the back it's <laughs> good will you join me in prayer holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is full of your glory may your glory shine within each and every one of us lift our hearts to sing your worship and your praise in all things. Guide us by this word and by your spirit, that we may be for the world signs of your gracious love, peace, and life. All these things we ask in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when I was a kid, coming up to children's sermon just like Wesley and Gabriella. I remember sitting at the steps of my home congregation listening to the pastor talk about uh, this very text from the Gospels. Pastor Bell uh, asked us, now these people were fishermen, so what do you think they used to catch their fish? And of course I knew the answer, right? We had a pond uh, there in the pasture where people would come by and they'd fish all day long. So very proudly I said, well they used a fishing pole. Apparently, I've learned since then uh, that no, they use nets. The congregation laughed. The pastor had to make uh, a slight adjustment. He talked about how these fishermen use their nets to catch a lot of fish at once so that they could take them to market the next day. But, but more importantly, he talked about why they were fishermen. Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they were fishers Partially because, most likely, their fathers before them were fishermen. And their grandfathers and their great-grandfathers before them. As we said, fishing is more than just casting out a net and hoping that you ring in a big haul. You have to know how the currents move, where the fish go for food, for rest, for protection from predators, and, well, protection from fishermen. Fishing was in their blood. 
and the skills of their tradecraft had been taught to them and handed down from generation to generation. It's often been asked why Jesus would call fishermen to be his disciples, to form this new church, to be the backbone and the forerunners of the kingdom of God. But I think that if we step back a bit, we can see pretty clearly why he did that. These fishermen knew the joy of pulling in a big catch and the sorrow of returning home empty-handed. They knew the value of teamwork and cooperation, of sharing the load and the labor, but also the reward. And they knew the importance of treasuring and holding dear to them what they'd been taught, what had been entrusted to them. The disciples' lives have been formed by a tradition, the process of passing on something from one generation to the next. And Jesus knew that. And now he wanted to put it to use by handing them something new, by entrusting them with a new tradition. This is what shapes the ministry of the first disciples, the formation of the early church, and even our own lives today as faithful witnesses to Jesus' death and resurrection. Paul understood as much in this first letter to the Corinthian church when he reminds this divided community what brought them back together in the first place. The tradition that had been passed on to them from those who had witnessed the glory of Jesus' resurrection. Paul writes... For I handed on to you as of first importance, as of the greatest importance, that which I in turn have received for myself. That Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised from the dead on the third day in accordance with those same scriptures. And then he appeared to Cephas, to Peter, and then to the twelve, and then to others. When it comes down to it, all that we have in this world as Christians is what has been passed down to us from before. The scriptures that point to the the living witness of Jesus' triumph over death in the grave and the movement of the Holy Spirit that we see working around us throughout history and in our lives today. We've been given a story And a promise that in the raising of Jesus Christ from the dead, we too might be raised to new life with him. This is what we have. This is our tradition. And this promise has been handed down and gifted to us most most wholly and completely and most tangibly through this gift of baptism that we're going to celebrate here in a little bit. In these waters, God has called us as his children and joined us to the death and resurrection of Jesus, washing away our sin and preparing us for a life of holiness. And at the same time, we, together on behalf of the entire church, past, present, and future, will make promises to continue in that tradition, to bring Kenneth to the Lord's Supper, To live by the Ten Commandments and the Lord's Prayer and the Apostles' Creed. 
to seek justice in all things, and to join with other Christians around the world in sharing the good news, in passing on the tradition of Jesus Christ. Traditions aren't just events or rituals that we go through at certain times throughout the year or even throughout the month or the days that we live on this earth. Traditions are what form us and shape us and define in some way who we are and in every way who God has called us to be. Just like Peter and his fellow disciples and Paul, we are shaped by this story as intimately as those fishermen were taught and shaped by their forefathers, teaching them to wash and mend their nets and cast them out to catch fish. Luke's gospel says that when they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and they followed him. Their homes, jobs, friends, and their family. Everything means everything. And these first disciples left it all behind. At the end of the day, this baptism which we all share means that we have nothing in this world of our own save one thing. The tradition that has been handed down to us and placed upon us in the waters of baptism by the Holy Spirit. The waters have stripped away our pride and our greed and our arrogance, leaving us bare, while at the same time clothing us with the life and the light and the love of God himself. This is what we give thanks for. This is where our trust rests. Because our tradition is not a glamorous one. It's the tradition of God coming to his people, Israel, in love and in guidance and in support. And those people again and again and again rejecting it. And rejecting God. Our tradition is the one of God coming to us and being born in poverty. Rejected by his childhood neighbors. Arrested for crimes he didn't commit. Crucifixion on a cross. Death and burial in a borrowed grave. But our tradition is also the one marked by God taking on flesh and dwelling among us. It's a tradition that trusts in God's desire for our healing and our wholeness, shown in the ways that Jesus healed the sick, casted out demons, and fed a starving multitude. It's a tradition. A tradition marked by forgiveness over revenge, love over rage, and the promise of new life that comes in spite of death and the grave. Whether with fishing poles or nets, acts of charity and mercy, or a word of truth about the brokenness of this world and the wholeness of Jesus, Our common baptism calls us and equips us to continue fishing for people, gathering them into the family of God to join us in worship, in praise, and in thanksgiving for all that God has done for us.
This is the tradition we now pass on to Kenneth Joseph Cox. As we welcome him into God's family through this gift of holy baptism. Be renewed by God's call on each and every one of your lives this day. And rededicate yourselves to hand this tradition on, not just to Kenneth, but to everyone we meet. As you make promises on Kenneth's behalf this morning. This is who we are. This is who God has made us to be. Now, let's go fish for some people. Amen.